0: All right, let's do this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fuck nicks? What the fuck wads? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast WTF. Welcome to it. If you sense a slight differentiation in the sound, I got to hammer shit out because I'm back in the garage. I'm back in it. I'm back. I'm here. I'm in the new studio after we had all the work done because the city came down on me, man. Some of you know the trials and tribulations of a guy who bought a house with a garage that was already set up to record in. And then only to find that moments after he bought the house, it was tagged by the city and he had to make it into an apartment. I'm sitting in it. I'm sitting and it sounds pretty great in here. It's pretty cozy. I'm very excited about it. Actually, I have a new lease on life for some reason. I don't know why things aren't getting any better in the world. But for some reason, moving into the new place here, the new studio with the new rug, new floors, new door. All the uh, walls have sound insulation in them, double paned windows. I got sound uh, curtains on a couple of the um Windows I got my panels that Julian the kid Julian built he came over I'm gonna resolve a little bit of bounce in here but all in all exciting and also I can make hot tea right here people can go to the bathroom right out here I could I could cook them fucking dinner in this place and they could shower if necessary so if there are any of anybody out there any of you celebrities or people that might be interesting, Wrong way to put that. people who I've talked about wanting to talk to, you know who you are. if you listen, if it's any sort of a perk, you can shower here. I'll, I'll have towels. there's a full shower. I, I'll you can cook here. if you want to bring over some meat, we can cook it in the kitchen here at the studio. A lot of options now. A great refrigerator things it's it's a whole different ball game here. I got closet space. if you want to, if you want to store some stuff upstairs, you know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to you, Albert Brooks. If you want to come over and shower and have something to eat and make it yourself or I'll cook it for you, we can do it all right here in this structure. Pretty exciting, isn't it? I would like to say this, though. I don't do many podcasts, but I did this kid, Rick Glassman. I don't know if you know him. He's a comedian, young guy. He was also on the show Undateable with Dalia and Funches. Uh, he asked me to be on his podcast. I did not know what to expect. Did not know there was a video element. Did not know it was goofy and weird. I should have assumed as much, but I decided to do the podcast. It's called take your shoes off and you can listen to it, uh, wherever you get your podcast or you can watch it on YouTube. You can get it through, I think, rickglassman.com, but it's a rare opportunity to see me pretty goofy and I had a good time and I did uh, goofy shit. And I like the kid. But that's as far as I'm going to go. I have problems with him, which is one of the reasons I went on his show. But it was fun. And I don't say that too often. Is there something wrong with me? Am I going down the... What's, what's going on? Is this the beginning of it? Also, live shows. Dean and I have a very good time on the road with or without you. So you can come or you don't have to. But we're going to have pretty good time anyways. But Orlando, Florida. I'm at the Hard Rock Live on February 14th. Valentine's Day. I will do some love material. I will talk about love in a way that'll make you happier with the person you're with. Then uh, in the next night, I'll be at Tampa, Florida at the Straz. Man, we're going to the Straz Center on February 15th. Portland, Maine at the State Theater, February 20th. Providence, Rhode Island at Columbus Theater, February 21st. Uh, New Haven, Connecticut at College Street Music Hall february 22nd and huntington new york at the paramount february 23rd you can go to wtfpod.com slash tour for links to all the venues by the way did i mention dan levy is on the show not daniel levy all right it's not the guy from schitt's creek it's not eugene levy's son this is daniel levy his parents are different than them and i like this guy like this kid another kid i like I guess I'm at that age where I can say I like this kid, right? I can. Fuck it. I knew Dan Levy when he was a comic. Still, he's not much of a comic now, but he's the creator and executive producer of the new NBC comedy series Indebted. The series premieres. It's tonight it premieres. February 6th. I'm sorry. I don't have that information. I didn't ask you for any information. Why does it just do that? Did I say something that would make Siri want to talk to me? What information do you have? Hello. All right. Yeah. Tonight his pr- his show premieres. That's uh, it's February 6th. Yeah. It's tonight. Nine 30, eight 30 central. So not Daniel Levy. It's Dan Levy. That's gotta be a fucking problem, right? Maybe it was insensitive of me to tweet, uh, When it was announced that Rush Limbaugh had stage four cancer for me to tweet, the human cancer got cancer. Maybe it was insensitive. It was funny to certain people. It was dark and uh, insensitive and cruel. Much like Rush Limbaugh. (laughs) Hey, folks, my neck hurts. Let's read some emails. Can we? this one subject line finding your roots versus state of the union dear mark it's february 5th the morning after the state of the union and i wanted to share this with you my wife and i debated whether or not to watch the state of the union we are not fans of this potus and his lies and mistruths make us squirm but we also felt it the duty as an american to watch the speech and then it hit us why not watch something else that will inspire us and call to our as the president obama would say better angels so we pulled up your episode of find your roots. We love the series and find the guests' reactions to their history fascinating and compelling. Watching the roots of you, Terry Gross, and Jeff Goldblum unfold made me think what better example of America is there than the complicated story of immigration? It is the thread that weaves our national fabric together. It is our shared experiences, the highs and lows, that holds us together despite our often deep seated differences in ideology, which is why the current disparagement of immigration immigrants and refugees is so saddening and disappointing. Imagine having risked everything to come here. The last land of hope and opportunity only to be shunned and bullied by the current administration. Having seen the recaps of the state of the union address, I feel we made the right choice. Enjoy all of your work. A fan Dirk in Nashville. Thanks for reaching out Dirk. And I think you made the right choice as opposed to watching that professional wrestling like shit show in the, fucking congress huh right there in the Capitol, just the greatest heel of all time healing it up man here's another one waiting for the punch my new bible Hey, Mark and Brendan. I've been a listener and fan since I was in high school. Your conversations on the podcast and your stand up have helped me push through and navigate the fucked up trips that come with being a depressed brown kid in L.A. with more addictions. And he'd like to admit I'm working on it. I got waiting for the punch when it was first released, plowed through it one weekend and put it on a shelf. The book has since moved with me from place to place and most recently found a home on my work desk in Austin, Texas. Today was a particularly rough day, and before leaning into some bad habits, I decided to pick up the book. I don't know why. I haven't done this since the first read. Something compelled me to pick it up and flip to a random page. I landed in the addiction chapter on an excerpt from Rob Delaney. What a guy. In that moment, I was able to get a taste of the warmth and clarity that the podcast consistently offers, a reminder that I'm not alone, a reminder to be kinder to others, Others and myself a reminder that it's going to be okay i know i'm a little late but i just wanted to say thank you to you and brendan the book is incredible i plan to keep using it as a tool for healing the way i assume people use the bible or those positive affirmations books as i continue on the path to a better healthier me i think this approach to the book could help others too so feel free to share viva boomer elmer yes waiting for the punch is available in paperback Sometimes I get hardbacks. I sell uh, signed, but uh, see, it is helpful. It helped me. Every one of the fucking conversations I've had on this show have helped me in some way. Have made me a a more uh, empathetic, uh, wiser, um, smarter, um, happier person. And I'm glad that uh, that comes through. I'm glad that uh, that you guys feel that. So this Dan Levy guy, uh, yeah, Dan Levy. The guy I talked to today, I never disliked him, but he always kind of had this, you know, kind of a precious haircut and disp- you know, kind of dress kind of alty emo you know, his comedy was OK. He was always sort of around in the periphery, but I never had anything against him and I never really knew him that well. But I always knew of him and I always ran into him and he's always been sort of over there. He's younger than me. But then I heard he kind of made a show and I thought to myself, good for that fucking kid. I could, you know, it's like these guys who kind of transitioned into writing and, you know, made a nice living for themselves, started families like normal fucking people. God bless them. And I don't even believe in God, but I want God to bless them. I'm I'm, I'm proud of them. I'm happy for these, these youngsters that get out there and figure out how to have a responsible full life in fucking show business. Good for them. God damn it. And this Levy fella, he's one of them. So right now, let us talk to uh, Dan Levy, not Daniel Levy from Schitt's Creek, but Daniel Levy, the creator and executive producer of the new NBC comedy series, Indebted, which premieres tonight, February 6th at 9.30 p.m., 8.30 central. This is me and Dan. <coughs> You have an, an, an issue with your name. Yes. It's a problem, buddy.
1: Yeah. So you're not Daniel Levy. Uh, no, I'm not Daniel Levy. I'm Dan Levy. Levy. My, no. dad, my dad isn't Eugene Levy. My dad is Elliot Levy. Elliot, totally different. Very different. <laughs> Same spelling of the last name. Same spelling. American. I'm American. He's Canadian. And uh, yeah, but my, my dad was not...
0: Yeah, he's not uh, Eugene Levy. <laughs> no,
1: no he's not. The
0: famous Canadian comedic actor. No, he's uh You're he's, not Daniel Levy, the creator of Shits Creek who uh acts in hit the show with his father.
1: Yes, no, no. I am Dan Levy. Dan Levy.
0: Levy Son of
1: Elliot Levy, who does what? I, I'm a I'm a comedian, and I created *Indebted*. Yes, the new show the new, Right, but yes. your father does what? My father's a traveling traveling salesman, so he sells like. He's still a traveling salesman. Yeah, he's hoping to retire soon, but yeah, he's been in sales his whole life. Uh huh. Yeah. So very different. <laughs> very different
0: people. <laughs> and uh, so, in order to find out about you, you sort of have to do like Dan Levy. Yeah, you got to go. Comedian. Through. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Dan
0: Levy, comedian. Then you can find me. Oh, you're Levy. I got to remember that. Yeah. But you're not Levi. Levy. No. Levy is the Canadian Levy's. Right.
1: And then I guess there was just like some guy named Dan Levy who was nominated for an Oscar. He's a composer. I was like, all right. Not that yeah. guy either. <laughs> no, not that guy. Well, you got one of those Jewish <laughs> last names. that know. Uh, You know. Been around a while. I know. I should have just had a, I should have been like Dan Rivers or something when I was at Dick Daugherty's Comedy Vault. <laughs> Dick
0: Doherty. you're insecure. That's your problem. Yeah. You're another good-looking kid who does comedy.
1: Keep falling. Stop falling. <laughs> That's all I did at Dick Dar's Comedy Ball. I would just fall on the stage to the point where I had to go to uh, the hospital because I had a giant bruise that was growing up my arm. And I was like, There's something wrong with me? And they're like, what have you been doing lately? And I was like, I do this tequila joke where I fall on the floor and uh, get up and fall again. And they're like, stop doing that. So wait, how do you, <laughs> it's like the old joke. Yeah. Doc, it hurts when I do this. <laughs> yeah,
0: stop, stop doing, doing it. That.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but you, did you, wait a minute. So
1: where'd you grow up? I grew up in uh, Stamford, Connecticut. But I have memories of you. I mean, like I knew you. Yes. No. I rem- my first memory of you was at the Gershwin Hotel. Um, oh my god! And uh, it was an open mic when they had that show there. Yes, and you were peering into the window. Really? Yes, and because uh, I think you were just dating. Misha, I think it was like the beginning Mish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. so you that, were, was, that was the beginning I think and I remember seeing you and being like oh there's Mark Mayer and I'm going to go talk to him and I was like hey and clearly you were not interested in talking to a 20 year old comedian <laughs> and I was laughing like, and I was like uh, what's going on, and you're like uh, no, no, nothing, no, the show looks good I was like yeah, I, I love your comedy and you're like I'm performing at Caroline's and I was like cool and then you gave me your email you're like you can come and I was like alright cool Really? And then I emailed you and then I came and you didn't talk to me afterwards I like I guess we're not going to be friends <laughs> <laughs> That was the story? That was the story. We well, night you, you had the Beatles haircut, like yeah, the I, John Lennon mid-period haircut. Right, yeah. I went through a lot of... Well, what I, I think in the beginning, my first my, my, my first look in stand-up was this giant, crazy spiked hair. Like, I had mm. giant spikes. And then I went to the swoop. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, and then I think... Yeah, and then that, you
0: had that sort of hipster
1: beatles look. Yeah, thing. yeah. All terrible.
0: <laughs> but so, wait. So, was Mishna on the show with you? Yeah, yeah. So, we, that was the deal? That was why I was over there? Yeah, and
1: I thought you were just like wanting to hang out with some cool comics. And uh, I was wrong. So that was probably, <laughs> so that was probably when we were sneaking around. M- maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what I was. Maybe I was just messing up your whole sneaking <laughs> situation. I was like, Hey, there's Mark Marin." <laughs> I think that might've been
0: like, cause I, we, we were kind of on the down low because there was an issue. We were both in a relationship with All people. Right. And I think that was one of those things where she's like, you know, when you're in doing the bad thing like that, yes. you're like, well, where can I see you? And she's yeah. like, well, I'm going to be out of the-. like any sort of opportunity you had to see each other outside of the relationships you're in, as opposed to just do the right thing and get out of those.
1: Yeah. You're like, I'll just go. I'll be pretty- I'll, yeah, oh, hang yeah. out. I'll yeah. see you yeah. at the- and I'll say hi. And no one will say anything. And I'm like, there's
0: Mark man. Maron. And you're like, oh fuck, this kid's blowing my cover. <laughs> I don't know. Well, but yeah, but I remember seeing you around a lot. So you grew up in Stanford. How many like brothers and sisters? have uh, One brother. What's that guy do? Does he have a
1: different father named (laughs) uh, Eugene? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, No, he's uh, he's actually an agent. He's in New York, and uh, he's like works with comedy and writers in New York. Really? Yeah,
0: yeah. What's that guy's name? Jonathan
1: Levy. Huh? Not Levy. Jonathan Levy.
0: And your mom was 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 just they were were they married?
1: Yeah, they were married, and uh, they were just like you know, classic, very you know, Jewish, super Jewish. My mom's like crazy obsessed with me, sort of thing.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like, from the very beginning, from the very beginning, always been obsessed with you. Yeah, completely. Like, and still obsessed with you. Oh yeah. Like,
1: oh yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah. And your dad's just out selling things. Yeah, my dad's just like on the road. So like when I was first doing, really? Yeah, it was a crazy life. And like when I first started doing the road, like the colleges was the first thing I got into. And I remember, my dad was like, "Let, let, let me look at your schedule. You I'm going to meet you. Really? <laughs> yeah. He would meet me in airports and stuff. And really? Go, yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, what did he sell? Well, what does a went, traveling salesman sell? Well, in the in his in like the the height of the, the career he was like selling the magic bullet, which was that blender. Come on! Oh yeah, swear to God! So he would like go to malls. Uh, he'd go to supermarkets. Supermarket stand there. Uh no, not stand there. He'd go in the back and be like, oh, you want you, you want to buy seven thousand. Oh, so he's
0: selling to retailers. He's not yeah, like yeah. out there like doing the demonstration.
1: No, not demonstration. They're not his ideas, or else it would have been a different life for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but yeah, so he uh he would do that and then he looked at would look at my schedule when I was like starting touring, you know, and he was like, This is insane. You can't go like you can't be in you can you cannot be in like Long Island and then go to Florida and then go to Rhode Island. Like this doesn't make sense. And I was like, Dad, you don't get it, okay? This is I'm like flying. paying my dues. Yeah. And then I remember I was in the <laughs> Your dues. I was paying my dues. And I remember I was in the mall like in uh Providence, you know, on that when and, and the Neon Entertainment, the college agency called me and they're like started screaming at me, you know, I was like, I do not represent your fucking father And I was like, What? Yeah. And I was like, What happened? He's like, yeah. Your dad just called me and said uh that I don't know how to book colleges and my I and, and he's gonna send me a fucking map. I was like <laughs> Dad, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, I don't understand what you're doing. That guy's an idiot. I want to book your shows, and I was like, No, this is a nightmare. <laughs> he's gonna manage you. Here yeah, he, he wanted to be in charge of my schedule. Oh my god, which which college agent was that? That's memorable. That was uh it was Neon Entertainment. Hmm. It was uh, I could go to naca stand stand, shake hands, and just do a bunch of colleges. Yeah. But your dad stepped in. My dad stepped in. And then the guy called you and was freaking out. Yeah, they did that all the time. I remember I wanted- Neon did? Yeah, ne- Neon. Ne- they'd call you and yell at you? They'd, yeah, they'd be like, what's going on? Like, you're, why, why is your dad forwarding me, like, you know- I'm Oh, your happy- dad kept doing it. Yeah, my dad kept doing it. And then I was <laughs> like, you gotta stop because you don't understand. Like, this isn't sales. This is like comedy. Like, yeah. it's gonna be terrible. And I have to, like, drive to, you know, Jamestown, New York and bomb and then come back. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Hold on, I'm gonna finish my smoothie.
1: All right, do it. Do you drink smoothies? Yeah. I like
0: smoothies. Do you drink with protein powder?
1: Yeah. I mean, I go back and forth. I don't I I just hate making them. <laughs> It's
0: like I, that's the best part, making them. Really, you don't the, like them? Do you have a Vitamix?
1: Um, no, I have a Magic Bullet. <laughs> I have an old Magic Bullet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got to get a Vitamix.
1: Yeah, I guess I should. You have an old Magic Bullet. I have an it's old ma-
0: nostalgia for you? <laughs> no, this is what
1: put me through college. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just. Uh, I don't like cleaning the smoothie, so I just like go to a place. You know,
0: I just don't know what's in um, protein powder. Like it seems like it, it's. It's mysterious, and if I think about it, I'm like, I get it's, veg- it's vegetarian, it's vegetable protein, I believe the label,
1: but what do we know about them? We don't. I'm sure it's bad. for every. Everything ends up being, like in like two years, like, oh, if anyone ate, wh- ate whey protein, uh, you now have cancer. <laughs> like, God damn it.
0: Oh, God, is that true? <laughs>
1: I hope not. I'm not vaping.
0: <laughs> I know that. All right, so you're growing up. When did you start doing uh, the comedy? I, but I, let's, think, let's stay with your father. So okay. you had- because I'm curious about that. So you had magic bullets at home
1: in the beginning. Yeah, I mean there was like periods. Like he was, you know, my dad actually wanted to be in show business. He came here in like 1978 or something. To L. A. To L. A. It was here. For, Levy did? Elliot Levy. Levy came out here in 1978 and was like, I want to be in show business. And uh, what was his plan? His he didn't have a plan. And Acting, he, uh, singing, I, like producing. What, oh, he was going to produce. He was going. He was just going to show up with a suitcase. And be like, I'm ready to produce. <laughs> Even though, like in 1978, it kind of seemed that easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might have been. That was, uh, that was the transition. Yeah, and then uh, he was here for six months, and then like my family was like, "You got to come back to New York and sell belts." What are you doing in L.A.? <laughs> sell belts. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So your grandparents were in the belt business.
0: My my uncle was. Your uncle was in the belt business. Yeah. He was like the uh, on the in
1: the fashion district. Exactly. Oh. Yeah knockoff belts knockoff belts all that stuff so then yeah. so then they had no choice because he didn't have any money or anything so they moved back they moved. so your
0: father was this wayward brother who <laughs> yeah. so was sort of like you know the dreamer yeah kind of and your grandfather was in the
1: fashion business M- yeah my uncle was yeah so they just but how'd he get in? how'd your uncle get in this is your dad's brother no it's my dad it's my mom's sister's brother my husband husband sorry yeah
0: <laughs> yeah Oh, okay. So it's like second, it's once removed. Yeah. So, so you your dad's what? really like, it was a problem if your mom, his wife, sister's brother is there. Like there's concern
1: throughout the family. He's got kids. Oh and yeah. And he ran to LA. No, it was, uh, well, I didn't, he didn't have kids yet. He was about to have a kid. In so, 78. Uh, yeah. How I mean, old was he? I'm, in his twenties? Yeah. And I was, I was born in 81. So then they, they came back to Stanford because that's where they lived. And he just- He took your mother out there? Yeah. Yeah. She to met LA. Him. Yeah. For like six months to live. But on... they met in the East Coast. Yeah, they met in at Sleepaway Camp. And you're at Sleepaway Camp? Yeah, they've been together since they're 15. That's crazy. It's insane. So yeah. your
0: mom's father's in the fashion business? <laughs> no one's in the fashion business, no. but your mom's sister's husband?
1: Yeah. Was in the knockoff, like, you know, the, the knockoff belts. belt business. <laughs> exactly. It's very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so your dad
0: he he gives up his vague production dream.
1: Yeah. And he's like, all right, I guess. What, does he have any stories from out here? I mean, not, no, I guess they lived on, uh, where'd they live? Like they lived off, they like Sunset and La Brea.
0: But was he just at of college or something? What was the, like, what did he do before that?
1: No, nothing. This was what he always wanted to do. He got married and they're like, he's like, I'm going to go to LA. I'm going to do this. And he came to LA. He met one guy, this guy, Steve, who's like a second AD. That was his connection. That was my connection. When I moved to LA, he was like, call Steve. And I met Steve and he was a second AD. And he was like, uh, this is very hard. And I was like, okay, thanks. And that was it. Steve. (laughs) Yeah. Do you still talk to him? I I don't. I don't. He wasn't there was one time where I was making like a a web series for Comedy Central and I called him to like help me. Yeah. And uh, my budget was like three thousand dollars. And I sent him the script and he's like, I looked it over. I'm gonna need three hundred thousand dollars and you're gonna need thirty days and I was like, All right, Steve, I'm I'm literally never gonna talk to you again. (laughs) <laughs> so how did your dad know Steve he just I guess he had he had a job on he had, he had a job when he first got here and he just met him there I forget what the, I don't know what the job was it really it's <laughs> a, I don't know but so was, he didn't
0: come out here completely blind
1: yeah he just uh, he had one job yeah it, one, one we job we don't know what the job was now what the job it was it was in show business it was in show business yeah <laughs> And then, and then he like, you know, went back, just not, not wanting to go back, but they went back and then he started working in belts and, you know, this whole business and, in uh, New York in the eighties. And then that was good. And then like, he basically realized that he made a lot of money. I think he made okay money in, in the beginning,
0: but your, your, your sister, your mother's sister's brother probably made some money, huh?
1: I I think so.
0: You don't know. uh, It seemed like a big time for knockoffs. It
1: did, but it didn't seem. I mean, no. It didn't seem that way based on everyone's lifestyle. (laughs) To be honest, (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Growing up, you didn't think like you didn't go over to that guy's house and go like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. No No
0: one lived on Long Island.
1: No, no one. No one lived on Long Island. It was like in Connecticut, and it was, uh, yeah, it was fine. All right, and then uh, yeah, and then then I think at one point, like my dad was like, "I don't want to do this," and then try to like get into like you know, just random Connecticut production work. And I was like... What? Yeah. yeah. How old are you? I was probably like 12. And he just wanted... Like, he's like, is there a film shooting here? <laughs> he, yeah, he basically was like, I'm going to try to like do production. And I was 12. I know what he was talking about. I was like, okay. And then that was him just basically not working for a decade. <laughs> and then... Okay. And, yeah. And then... Uh, so is your mom working? Yeah, my mom was in, like, uh, education. So my mom was, you know, running a... That's vague. What? She, she worked for Head Start. Oh, okay. And then, uh, so she did that pretty much the whole time. As oh. my dad sort of figured out um, that he was mad that he wasn't in L.A. And he left. And then and then he got it back into sales, like, later in the 90s. So after the decade of production, local he, production. M- well, yeah. She try- was just, just trying to figure it out. Like, looking back, he was just trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's he now? <laughs> Now he's good. Now he's like, yeah, now he's very chill. I mean, he always was a huge stoner, like, my whole life. Like, I remember, like, going to a concert for the first time and, like, smelling weed and being like, oh, daddy. Like, that's <laughs> what he is. <laughs> so he used to, like, I think during that time. How old is he? He's
0: 68. So he's like a bona fide kind of um, 10, 12 years older than me. So he's like, you know, like a 60s guy.
1: Kinda he almost uh, seventies maybe. He yeah. was
0: just like a, a stoner.
1: Yeah, a stoner and like I think music like music guy? He's not no a baseball guy. Oh. Just loves baseball and loved David Letterman. That's like really what I remember. Just, he would like read the baseball encyclopedia yeah. and then laugh really loud at Letterman and then go to sleep and then go and then start his day again. <laughs> and that was <laughs> it. So he like scre- you know, he was he screamed at us constantly when we were younger, and I feel like that was part of like his Pro- frustration. His frustration, but now I think he's gotten older and he's, you know, he's happy and he's just high and he's just chilling. He's, he umpires on the weekends to like, oh, yeah. He, he loves umpiring. And What's he, your mom do? Still the. My mom's retired now, so my mom just chills and just calls me constantly and tells me about her friends, kids I don't know, and, you know, their IVF and so all that kind of stuff. <laughs>
0: so this is your life. This is my life. But it doesn't seem like there was a lot of, like, you, you didn't, you're not
1: traumatized. No, I mean, I'm not, i I wouldn't say I'm traumatized, but I think like part of probably like my my drive to like succeed and all that kind of yeah. stuff probably comes from that time in my life where like I look back and like- I my, don't want to be him. Like my, dad yeah, like what, what was he, you know, he no, he wasn't, you know, he always says like, he's like, he jokes around, but he's like, I wish I knew you when I moved to LA, you know, because like- he you, you. To me. Like yeah. he wish he had my, he, wished, he he wishes that I was his connection <laughs> because, so, you know, he looks back, he lives vicariously through me. So he's you no know? self-involved? <laughs> I mean, I think they, yeah, I think everyone is, right? I know. Yeah. No. I know, I
0: mean they are, but to a degree where he still like looks back at as at, that there was this weird
1: kind of missed opportunity, like that things didn't work out for him somehow. Yeah, like he talks about, you know, he talks about that as you get older you think about that, but I think like m- me and like my career has like been so awesome for him, especially oh, this really? show's like based on my parents, so it's like he this you know, one. Yeah, this show. Yeah. yeah. So he gets to like, you know, hang out with steven weber and tell him to wear an abraham lincoln shirt and like you know he likes that so he, he and he's they've always been good with that with like early on in my stand-up he would like drive me you know like back and forth so you didn't go to college i did i went to emerson oh that's right yeah so you're in stanford
0: and then you decide you want to pursue show business or entertainment or yeah emerson is a show business school really yeah. kind of yeah. yeah but they had the bread to get, put you in emerson so you must yeah. have done all right with the magic bullets
1: yeah we got you know got got college loans all that kind of stuff you know oh, you I mean, did yeah, yeah exactly yeah i mean and then i went to uh emerson. and you, you went through the full four years at emerson i did like three and a half but i did finish but i i just got through it just quickly because i was just like dying to get to la and, and perform like i was just so focused like at emerson like all i did was stand up like really it was like, that was
0: the that was the dream why would you choose emerson you'd heard what i heard that comedians went there and like I, and I Um David Cross, Dennis yeah, Leary. Exactly. I, I think Stephen Wright. Yeah, Stephen maybe. Wright. Yes, yeah, Stephen Wright. Eddie. Brill.
1: Eddie Brill, of course. Uh, <laughs> Mike Bent, the magician. He taught Mike a comedy Bent. class. <laughs> yes. Mike Bent. Uh yeah. So that's right. Leary taught there and Bent Mike
0: Bent is my generation. He taught there as he well. He taught me. Yeah. He taught me. He taught me he taught me like a comedy class. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So what are the classes you take in Emerson? This I, is when there was only one Emerson. It was down on beacon or wherever yeah or commonwealth where was this it? It down right by the fenway kind of
1: yeah it was uh, not when really I, it, by the bridge there it
0: was off of uh beacon street wasn't
1: that it? that was yeah when i was there it was still beacon and it was also boylston and tremont and now it's the entire boylston street
0: right and there's one here too i think
1: yeah there's one in la yeah 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 so yeah when so i just went there because i was like comedy will that's where comedy is and uh i just just and like day one i went to the open mic which yeah. was the dick dardy's comedy vault i met Dan Mintz, you know, 20 years ago that night, and we became, like, good friends. Oh, I haven't heard his name in a while. How's he doing? He's doing great. You know, he's the voice of Tina on Bob's Burgers, and he, uh... Right, yeah, but what's he doing? Like, is he producing something or doing... He writes on my show. Oh, he does? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah. good, good, yeah. And, um, uh, and we just... I performed that night, and then I basically did stand-up, like, every... Like I don't know, it was like fourteen times a week. I was like open mic comedy studio comedy. The comedy connection was still Faneuil Hall, and it was just like nonstop. I was just in, it was it was insane, compulsive, compulsive. I was psychotically obsessed with it. So who was your generation there in Boston though? So Mintz,
0: what he's not from that area, is he? Well, he's from Alaska, but he started at um at
1: that time. Yeah. And he got, you're dealing with Dick Dougherty who I dealt with. Yeah, Dick Dowerty. He'd come in the back with his weird hat, and he would just sort of judge you. And then Joey was at the Comedy Connection with the stopwatch, yeah. and you'd be like, "I don't if know he, Joey. Joey, yeah, I don't know where he is. Oliver was the guy when at the Comedy Connection. Yeah. I, I hated him. He'd see, yeah he'd stand there with the stopwatch and if you went like I remember one time if you over if you went over your seven minutes one time I went seven sixteen on was, an open mic on an open mic yeah mm. it was the uh, Robbie Prince show yeah. so it wasn't yeah and it, and he would he would be like and I'd be like oh fuck I was so excited killed and he'd be like you fucking went sixteen seconds over you never fucking come back to this fucking place again it's insane
0: Robbie Prince started when I was there yeah he was a kid I think he won a contest or something yeah he used to do a song to close. Yeah, he did a Trader Joe's joke there. I remember and didn't get it. He did a song to the, uh, to a Billy Joel song. I think he's like, I don't like the boss scene. <laughs> it's full
1: of sleezes, You can get diseases. Yeah, it sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Knox was 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 there. Knoxy, Knoxy. Yeah, he was just. Uh, yeah, yeah R.I.P. Uh, and yeah. Uh, and Gary Goldman was just like he was the big. He was the big guy. Like when I got to Boston '99, he already was like head to LA, did the Tonight Show. Goldman, Goldman, yeah, no kidding, yeah, yeah. And he was and Eugene what year Merman. This? this was '99, so Goldman,
0: because I missed Goldman's rise to whatever. I met Goldman fully formed at a different time. So he was a guy that and Eugene Merman. That was a different scene because that's the one thing you had in Boston was like you had the comedy studio alt scene later on, but then you had the the kind of provincial uh, dug in boston thing yeah nick's, like
1: nick's right, comedy right, stuff. right the noxies
0: right. and the mermans don't cross
1: no but but i was you know i was so young and i didn't even i was just so like perform anywhere so i would just bounce back and forth you know i'd be like right, a, i'd open a, like adam ferrara comedy connection and then i'd be like performing on a rug in front of five people like you know in in harvard square somewhere right know? so they had that stuff there yeah yeah and then
0: when did you decide so so you so you rushed, you, you stacked your classes
1: so you could get out early? Yeah, I rushed. Because then I ba- basically in, uh, I think it was a, when I was was 20, I got selected to be in the Aspen Comedy Festival, the funniest college comedian thing. Uh. And, uh, and I got flown to Aspen. I was like 20. And it was like this- From New York? From Boston. Oh. And it was- You're a, still in college. I'm still in college. Yeah. And I went and it was like the first time where it was like, you know, in like a real, like serious, like- M- industry event sort of thing but
0: whose festival was it then was it, was it still HBO it was HBO yeah Lou Viola
1: saw me a comedy connection
0: cause his daughter went to school in Boston I
1: think oh uh, okay yeah so yeah, he came so in so he was scouting around yeah.
0: Lou with his long grey hair yeah, and beard yeah exactly fucking Lou oh. Viola what's he up to now I don't know but I remember just being like oh my god it's <laughs> Lou Viola <laughs> I know I remember that I had the same feeling about <laughs> Lou Viola like, these people that used to be important
1: I know then you look <laughs> back and you're like why the fuck did I-? I was like freaking out freaking out, freaking out well, sweating they are-
0: well, because they, they, these people at, the, at different moments have power, right? So he had power over that thing. Yeah And of course It was reasonable to freak out You wanted to do the thing Oh my god But then if you live long enough You're like That's the guy that used to be The thing guy
1: Yeah I think he's like A pot farmer
0: now I don't, I'm not
1: even joking <laughs> Like it's like You care so much About these people And then it's like Oh you I, don't even You're not even I, around I
0: know I remember that I remember running into him again And he was like He's not even in the business Or something
1: Yeah that, that That happens where you like Get so stressed out And then you meet I remember there was some also Like some executive Sometime who was like Killing me And then I remember Finding out He's like Oh yeah, he works. He works in fashion now. I'm like, <laughs> he's giving me happen? comedy notes for five years. <laughs> he's out. He's out. Oh my god, that's so true. Yeah,
0: there was always those people. I had a, I had a fundamental disrespect for the other side of the business that didn't really benefit me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> what are you aware of? <laughs> I just didn't, I didn't understand that you, you, you had to, you know, kind of reach across. Yeah, I know you know that I about
1: mean, me I, yeah you've heard yeah I've heard you're, you're, like you from have, you on right. this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, for years for years and years been talking about it for years <laughs> it's like Adam Carolla and his construction job it happened a long time <laughs> <laughs> ago it was clearly life defining but you should be over it by now yeah but <laughs> you're not and that's fine that's what makes it you <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. So Lou Viola gets you the gig in Aspen. Yeah.
1: And, and it, then everything changes? And I mean, I think everything changes. You know, like I go to Aspen. I perform uh-huh. this thing. I, who I, else is on it? Um, it was a bunch of college comics. I, the only comedian who I, the only person still to stand up is Matt Goldich, who's a funny guy who writes on Seth Meyers' show. Uh-huh. But but that was, it was, you know, we were all like 19, like college college kids. And none of them are around anymore? Uh, no, no. Mm. And, uh, and then uh, I won that. And then I, you won it. I won it. Like I was like, I won. You know, with yeah. my disc man, like listening to Green Day, getting pumped for the shows. And I won that. And then I got put on like another show with like like the regular, you know, because I was a college winner. Yeah. So I got put on like the show with like Geraldo and Gaffigan, and like clearly was not <laughs> as good as those guys, <laughs> yeah. but thought I was right. And that's sort of what you know drove my. Did you uh, do all
0: right on that show? Though? I did
1: okay. Yeah, I did yeah. okay. But I in was in Aspen.
0: Cause it's hard to perform there.
1: Yeah, it was a terrible place you to do breathe, comedy. Can't breathe.
0: Audience are terrible. And, yeah, it's not, not great. It's like yeah. rich
1: people and executives and you yeah. can't breathe. Steve people and <laughs> <the> locals. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just this sort of like amazing experience because I was super young. It was my first real experience with like show business, show business yeah. in a way where like Steve Martin was there. Like yeah. like, and I was walking up to people, the, the Waynes brothers in Elevator. I was like, yeah. hey, I'm Dan. I just won this festival thing. And they're like, we don't give a shit. But I was <laughs> yeah. so happy. I'm, I
0: was the same way where you're like, I'm here. And they're like, what? Yeah, no one cares. And well, it's like, But you realize as you, like now... When you when you meet these people and you're working in the business, you're on shows forever. That uh, this is just the job This is their life Yeah Right so they,
1: And you're like I did it
0: And they're yeah. like What? What did you, you, know, yeah, you, you
1: do? You did nothing You're here you, you got You flew You took a terrible Scary flight to Aspen <laughs> <laughs> you Dipped into the Into the like
0: weird The, the jet and, and dropped into the bowl there Yeah and you're performing In a, in a ballroom Yeah in a place It's not good for comedy Yeah Oh you performed in the ballroom performed Like the, at the At that hotel
1: Yeah exactly George Lopez introduced me Oh good yeah. Well there you go That's there exciting go. Yeah it was a good time Yeah Yeah, yeah it was nice this nice guy um at
0: the hotel what was that
1: the jerome yes yeah yeah i went to that a couple of times i don't I mean yeah that must have been near the end of it it was it was because then that that was it but then i remember being so upset because i did that and then the next year was montreal and i couldn't do new faces because technically i wasn't i was done so i went and just did it and that's where i saw you again for the second time and i didn't see you since the gershwin i remember being like hey mark and you're like ah look at you you shiny fuck <laughs> You're always pretty well put together. (laughs) Did I say that? I believe, yeah, something. I remember everything (laughs) that people say to me because I was like, there he goes. We're
0: friends. (laughs) Well, I always, I I thought like that kid's got his shit together and he's clearly puts a lot of effort into, you know, dressing and whatnot. Yeah. Like you had a thing going. Yeah. And I I decided that you were like, not part of the problem, but that like (laughs) I was going to, for some reason, just bust your balls. Yeah. But I loved it. Yeah. 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 Because I remember seeing you at different points. So
1: in Montreal, then what happened? Then Montreal, and then, then at that point I had like you know like I had all uh, the, and so the Montreal thing was basically I had like my managers. And, Were you like I? But I won in Aspen. But, come on, can yeah, I just? I'm,
0: yeah, and well, it was so. Was
1: the manager? The manager. At, oh, that was I got. I went with Brillstein. I that was Brillstein at that point with Bernie. No, no, no! Oh. It was uh, which, which guy? It was Tim Sarkis was my manager. Sarkis, that's yeah. good. That's the David Cross, John yeah, Groff. Exactly. That's, pedig-
0: that's pedigree. Is he still your guy?
1: He's not my guy. Yeah, no. but uh, but he's a good guy. Yeah. He, you know, I just was so new. Sarkis signed you. Where would he sign you? He signed out of me. Aspen. Um. Yeah. And I came. I did that, and then I came for like my first generals in L. A. And I met him then, and then he signed me there. Oh. And uh, so, the, so people were banking on you. People were banking. Sarcus on Sarkis doesn't fuck around. Sarkis doesn't fuck F- around. Sarkis wouldn't sign
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't he, as shiny. <laughs> no, I definitely was not shiny. I was problematic. <laughs> I had to go into Dave Becky's office when he wasn't even a real manager
1: yet. <laughs> he was still working at the Improv.
0: No, it was <laughs> after that. He was a he's sort of a half a manager at Jimmy Miller's company. Right. You know, and he and I and I knew he managed Tom Rhodes, so I was sort of like, he'll manage you, and I was. <laughs> <laughs> I go in there, I'm like, yeah, come on, you managed Rose." And he sat me down in front of Jimmy Miller. Wow. Jimmy Miller looked at me and goes, I see a little good and a little bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. But we're all friends now. Yeah, it's it all one worked. those things. It all worked out. Yeah, it worked out okay. In, yeah, some people are bigger than me, make a lot more money. But yeah, I found my way. Yeah, it all It's in my out. house, it yeah, turns out. Look at it, so it's so nice. I love this place. <laughs> it turns out
1: it's just in my house. You got to move to this in neighborhood. in my garage. Yeah.
0: What neighborhood do you live in? You don't have to say, because people probably- confuse you with the other damn levy <laughs> yeah and then go to that neighborhood looking neighborhood. for him and
1: you'll go outside and go like no it's the other it's guy the other i don't know guy. where he lives my dad's elliot for the 25th time <laughs> <laughs> so okay so sarkis is he's your guy in montreal he's my guy um but he was so my guy i believe in montreal he didn't come and someone else from the company No, that's kind of so okay because i realized you know
0: i, I first So sarkis was he that that's what they they he said like yeah you're the guy and then immediately he's like hey take care of this kid you know because I haven't got I got Dave Cross business and uh, yeah and he's twenty John Groff business <laughs> yeah.
1: so who who he put you on who did he... um and then there was this guy, Who's the, the, guy, the, guy the other guy the other guy was this guy Jay yeah. And then he, and then then my my friend Brad was also like uh, interning and he was it, it, it was not a good so, situation. So Brad ended up managing <laughs> you. <laughs> no, he was just the guy I talked to and be like, hey, is it normal that managers don't call their clients back?
0: It is. A, it turns out. <laughs> yeah, and then, but, but it's f- awful.
1: It's awful. And yeah. I remember that that year I just would call him constantly and he wouldn't call me yeah. back. Yeah, and then for Christmas I got gave him a phone and I remember he called me. He's like, people are are laughing so hard about the phone. I right. was like, that's so funny, but honestly, call me back. <laughs> That's what
0: they—they always do that, where they—they—they then they like knowing that you're frustrated and you—you break through with something clever and funny, and they acknowledge it, but then they go right back to not taking your call. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. Uh, Take care of yourself. (laughs) Good luck out there.
1: (laughs) So, how how many years was it before you realized
0: like I got to find someone who takes my
1: calls? Oh, several. I think it was probably like five years or something. Oh, and, yeah. I was with Becky for twenty years. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> I was almost. I was almost with three. No, I was with three arts. I was with three arts uh, oh. like a couple of years ago. But oh, I, yeah. I've been. I've been through. You know, I've been through all the managers. I, I like them all, but now I don't have a manager, and it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you don't need one. I mean, not right. I, got a lawyer? Yeah, I got a lawyer. And I an got. Agent. I got friends. I don't know. I yeah. feel like I call people because like, but is you're writing. Thing. So like you know what yeah. you gonna do? What am I gonna do? Yeah. And but now well, well it seems like you should man yeah, maybe not. Your showrunner now. Yeah, I'm a showrunner. I mean I still go out and, you know, perf- perform every once nah, in a while. But no but one cares. No one cares. <laughs> no one's no, no no one's filling a theater to be like, Oh yeah, let, let let's go check out the showrunner of indebted and see what he has to say. He has some jokes from two thousand seven. <laughs> but he used to write on the Goldbergs. Yeah. I got I got Goldberg jokes, I got all sorts of stuff. I didn't mean to be mean But
0: see that's what You bring out of me Like there's a moment Yeah there you out. go Yeah that's it Like so That's like the old days Yeah we're but back also, No one cares We're, we're back. back You're yeah. sneaking around
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm blowing your spot You're making fun of me Yeah it's great
0: But, but what does happen Because like Who did I talk to Was it Adam Who was in here Adam Pally Pally yeah, yeah. Cause he's on the show right Yeah, yeah he's the show He yeah. is the show
1: yeah, he's on the show. Yeah, he, he is he's he's the main guy. He's the guy. He's playing uh, not you. He's playing a he's playing a ver- version of me. Yeah, yeah, just like how they're playing a version of my family. Yeah, um, but this didn't really ha- did it really happen? This, well, I mean, yeah, I mean not not exactly what happened, but basically, you know, we talked a little bit about like my my parents, sort of like you know how they've lived their life, and then. Um, About like a year, yeah, like a year and a half ago, I was talking to them about, you know, long term healthcare because I have a lot of friends who are sort of like dealing Dealing with their folks, you know, their folks. And I was like, so do you guys have that? Like, what's your plan? And my mom was like, no. (laughs) and I was like, what? She's like, we'll come out to California. You know, I was like, what do you mean you'll come out to California? (laughs) Yeah. She's like, we can hang out. You know, we can live here. You know, it's fine. It's fine. You're so great. And I was like, mom, no, it's not. No. Like she's, her whole thing is like, she just thinks I'm so like successful and everything is just, I'm going to take care of everything. And I was like, we need to make a plan like that. You guys cannot just move in with me and my family. Like, yeah. because like you're, you, you want to come to California. She from? She's yeah. from New
0: York? She's from Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, she actually talks like She that. actually talks like that. That's so my friend f- Dresser's playing her. <laughs> she actually talks like a Brooklyn Jewish lady. Oh yeah, totally. Oh wow. Yeah. So their plan was sort of like he's successful and he's got a place in his house and we'll live
1: there. Yeah, but I don't really. That's what that was the thing. Like it's a it's it's what there wasn't really like a, a place. So I was like, we need to you know sort of sit you down and figure it out. So we kind yeah. of started like organizing like their retirement and their sort of plan. And that's when I was like, I should pitch the show because this is insane. So are they here? No, now they're they're in Connecticut, but they're oh. getting ready to you know they they, they want to move here, but they're not sure because my brother's got a baby in Brooklyn. It's a whole. But well, you got babies here, right? I got babies here. Yeah. How many babies? I got a f- not really babies, but I have a five year old and seven year old. How old's your k- brother's kids? A baby, like three months old. Oh well, yours are going to remember them. <laughs> they should trust they should me. Come out
0: here for a few years, and then when that kid, the brother's kid, turns into a person, and ship him back. Yeah, go back yeah, there. Come on. <laughs> There's <laughs> the plan. I made the plan. <laughs> Thank you. Go
1: go call my mom. She'll be happy to talk uh, to you.
0: Uh, but. All right, so but after like the thing is, is like it's this is one of those situations where they ask me like, do you want to talk to a, uh, you know, uh, Dan uh, Levy? Yeah, <laughs> not Levy. I'm like, yeah, I know that guy, but like you know when I knew you, you're like just this kid with a haircut, and then like all of a sudden I'm like, what the fuck is he's running? He made a show. He's running a. Th- he's one of those guys that figured this out a way to. Make a living without drag, you know,
1: wandering around the city, well, it was, doing the road. Really, what happened was I was on the, I was like on the road, like in two thousand. Like I remember you were trying. Yeah, I was trying hard. I was everywhere, and I hit a million miles. I was, you know, performing wherever I could. I was but, doing the Comedy Central presents and with bangs. You know, I was doing all that that's stuff. The bangs, right? Bangs. So and a vest, and no, then it I, was, I
0: just did a special with a vest. Was that a mistake for you? A hundred percent, yes. <laughs> Dude. i feel like it's gonna be a mistake for me too yeah yeah you know what i bought the vest and i thought this looks pretty good but i haven't worn it since i did the special oh, yeah i, I don't can't, know why i do that
1: i can't ever do any throwback thursdays because it's completely embarrassing and i'm like you know what i'm not gonna just but we,
0: you were like so we have things in common so you like you're the guy that bought the thing for the special and never wore it again <laughs> yeah i
1: can't wear it. you don't i mean you should google <laughs> dan levy comedy center presents i did a uh oh, yeah. i wore like a i wore a suit i did a, i did a I did a special like four, three years ago, whatever it yeah. was, and I wore a nice suit, and that that that's a good look, but but anyways, yeah, it was I was you know trying, I was on the road, I was doing all all the things, and then um, I was always like you know writing scripts and stuff, and then it was the year that I wrote a script. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you see, look at it. That's dude. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, everything's. <laughs> everything's bad in that picture. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just don't even. It's but not. you know it's horrible. You look a lot like me. Yeah, remember people used to say that. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like that must have been why I was like, I like that guy somehow. We're connected because <laughs> he's like a little version of me. Somehow. Yeah, yeah, but I had hair like that too. But this was not, and you were pudgy.
1: Yeah, I think. Well, I wouldn't say it was pudgy, but no. I, I mean, I guess I was a little bit. Maybe li- it was something about the vest. And <laughs> no, I mean, I I wasn't working out or anything. I was just sort of you know eating but candy you, you know
0: you had sort of this kind of like early alt rock thing going you know right
1: yeah like, i don't <laughs> i was just sort of grasping at straws i think i was like i'll wear this vest i'll take this haircut you know i always was you know
0: yeah yeah like who and, am i maybe this will make it clear
1: <laughs> and it did not <laughs>
0: But that's a bold look with the tie loose, and but it's not really a cool vest. It looks like from a suit that your dad had or something. <laughs> no,
1: it was fully picked out for the special. It was. I, know, uh, <laughs> I, know. I did that too. I have a history of bad haircuts and bad fashion choices. Yeah, it's it's not great. Now I feel like I'm that's okay. But no, um, you seem to leveled leveled off. <laughs> thanks. I but, just stopped uh, you know trying so hard. Now I just. But after <laughs> Montreal, so you settle into New York? No, after Montreal, I moved to L.A. And then... Um, weren't
0: you in New York doing comedy? I
1: was. I was. It was weird because I was in... I was just basically back and forth a lot because my parents were in Stanford. So I'd be in Boston and then I, I would uh, drive into the city to sure. do spots. Like yeah. I got passed at the comic <laughs> strip. <laughs> yeah. Lucian Holds, you know, came over and was like, you could be good here. So I would yeah. like drive in and do the check he spots. liked because you, you weren't angry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, then, uh, and then same with like... The Cellar, like all those places I just started performing so I just didn't want to give up not being able to perform there. Right. So I just started driving back and forth. Right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and didn't tell anybody. Didn't tell anybody. Sure, I can
1: do any spot you want. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't sleep. What am I doing? Yeah. Now I'm in North Haven. Yeah. So you did that? I did that and uh, and then I, mo- then I moved here and then I, and, then, and then I basically was performing and trying to write. I, w- I was interested in writing, you know, like interested in writing scripts and you stuff. You were? Yeah. And you actually did it? And I actually did it. So you didn't have any drug problems? No, I didn't, no. I was before I went to Emerson. Yeah, there was a girl I knew from Connecticut. Yeah, who went to Emerson and yeah. immediately got hooked on heroin. So I was like completely in Boston. In Boston, at so, that era. Yeah. Wow. So I was very That's ambitious. I was very stressed <laughs> yeah. about <Heroine>. heroin. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first went to Emerson, I didn't. Uh, I was first at school. I wasn't doing anything. And then I slowly began just like smoking pot constantly, and that yeah. was that was pretty much high. A lot of the early aughts, just right. constantly high. Yeah, and that was pretty much it. But I didn't get deep into And heroin. Scary. So, but you were able
0: to get the work done. That somehow or another, here's the fucking problem. And this is was. Let's get to the resentment issue. So. Like you were able somehow like you you were gung ho, you were doing the comedy, you were doing the road, you fucking, you know, you were in it to win it and fucking be the comic guy. But somehow or another, you knew that you weren't going to be essentially that and that this other option was probably good.
1: Yeah, well, I wasn't, I didn't really know, I, when I first started doing it, I wasn't sure what yeah, was going to happen, but right. it was. I was just writing it, and I was like, you know, oh, okay, I'll, I'll write a show, I'll be in the show, and I'll, you know, that, that, that'll be my thing. Well, that was the goal was of the everybody,
0: goal. like, you want to be the sitcom, the center of a sitcom.
1: Right, exactly. That was, so you're in LA. You're doing stand-up. Are you making? But
0: were you getting? What were you headlining?
1: Yeah, I was headlining because I was on a lot of like random MTV bullshit, like in the early 2000s. Oh, so I was so hosting that's MTV things. So I would oh, go and like. Why you were annoying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and then I was like super high energy. You know, I, I, I was everything you didn't want to see. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Then, you're you're the things that I I
0: could have done if I if I let myself be that pandery. <laughs> And you represented to me some version of me that didn't happen, but I kind of think it
1: should have. But instead, I'll resent you. Right. So okay. so here I am at Go Bananas bombing with spiky hair. <laughs> Go Bananas! Go Bananas. Where was that place? Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. I had yep. a bad night there. Yep, so did I. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> one time it went so bad. I think one night it was... Uh, like I thought I saw I had the one of those things Where I thought I saw the light Yeah So I just got off It was going bad anyways Like thank god I got the light Good night Cincinnati And walk up stage And the booker minutes. was like You did 21 minutes <laughs> <laughs>
0: did, you have, did you have to go back out
1: Yeah They're like, You gotta go I was like uh, Sorry uh, What's up <laughs> I, <laughs> go back.
0: I went there the guy booked me thinking that I was a huge star because of Air America and he mm-hmm. paid me he made a deal for the fucking insane amount of money and I sold like 12 tickets oh my and it God. was just the fucking out. like at the end of it I'm like you don't, you don't have to give me all the money <laughs> he's like no I made a deal I'm like yeah but you're never going to work me here again I'm like I made a deal I'm like alright fuck it oh my god and you did 23 minutes no i did the whole time <laughs> okay i'll do the time yeah <laughs> that's yeah. one thing i learned you're to know, do the fucking time it might be terrible yeah but i did it got to yeah if anything i'm i get in trouble for going too long like I, that I, that's my even if i'm sucking
1: if i'm <laughs> sucking i go longer i know you love the you love the in between you love the in between the jokes and people just waiting I don't know what it is I like, but like <laughs> I think really, if, if I
0: assess it properly, it's sort of like I don't want them to be able to say that they didn't get their money's worth. Like if if I'm stu- if I'm terrible, like I'm going to keep trying. Yeah. And it just gets ridiculous. And, that, and instead of doing an hour, I do an hour and forty-five. None of it good, but they can't. They, they're going to leave, going like he tried, he tried.
1: He uh, was he was there for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> was, we just couldn't get us. <laughs> we held out. There was one night in Orlando where I did. Uh, I didn't I, go there. I don't have good feeling about it. No, it was it was it was it was for Puma, and it was like I don't know if I could say what it was, but they. Uh, <laughs> <What's>, what, <laughs> it, was it that bad? <laughs> well, they still associated <laughs> with me with it. it? <laughs> so <laughs> it's... I wore. A, uh, yeah, so I went. It was like a fashion show thing mm. that they're like, we're gonna have you in the same sort of thing. They were paying me like too much money, especially then, to do this. Yeah. And I got there, and they're like, hey, just so you know, it's gonna be like. You know, there's gonna be ten thousand people, and you're gonna come out after this fashion show, and you're gonna have to do like a lot of material, and you know, write a lot of golf jokes. So I had like a conference call about golf jokes. Corporate? Which company sent you on this? It was, MTV. It was, it was, yeah, it was an MTV Puma thing. And then I get it's there, and they're bus. like, "Hey, just so you know, um, there's only be, like five thousand people." And I'm like, "Okay, that that's fine." And They're yeah. like, "You still got ten jo- the the golf jokes?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> and then they, they they put me on a bus. I get I, I get to the they get to the, they I get to the Orlando airport, or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, just you know, there's like." You know, there's like uh like we're hoping like fifteen hundred people here now, you know. Yeah, so just I'm like, cool, cool. I get back I get backstage and there's all these people just naked putting on Puma like clothes for the fashion show. Yeah. And uh and then I, I go, I get right to the the, the rope or whatever right by the curtain. Yeah and the stage manager's like, There's two hundred people outside, so just have fun. And I was like, Okay, ten thousand and two hundred and I go outstage and I'm like, Hello, Orlando and I yeah. realize I'm on a catwalk. Yeah. So I put my set list of my like jokes that I wrote about like t- Tiger Woods yeah. or whatever the hell it was on the stool, and I walk all the way down the catwalk and I'm like Hey Orlando, how's it going? And it's fucking dead silence. Like no one wants to be there. And I was like, I got some jokes. And then I realized all my jokes were on the stool. So I quickly, like, slowly head up the runway, just walking very quickly. And I grabbed the joke. And it was had some terrible Buick jokes, and it was terrible. And it was one of those things where I was like, they're not going to pay me. And then I got some email like on Monday, being like, thank you so much. We all loved it. And I was like, you guys weren't there, but I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's those are the worst. <laughs> but did they pay you? They paid me.
0: Those are the, those were terrible. Yeah. Oh my god, man! I used to do. <laughs> Like when you do, when I worked for Comedy Central, you know, they would want you to represent the network or whatever, right? Yeah. So they'd be like, you know, so-and-so from Promotions uh, is going to contact you about this show that maybe you have, they want Comedy Central talent for the advertisers. So you go do those things and they're never good. No, it's it's oh always it's always bad.
1: You always feel bad. Yeah. Not not great. So you're dressed up in Puma and... <laughs> so, yeah, it's almost bombing in a Puma hat. <laughs> you walk with the money
0: and then your agents go like i heard it went great like who'd you fucking talk to (laughs) there's no way that went great Um, And
1: they don't even give a fuck oh i'm like drafting an apology email (laughs) 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 and right when the other one comes through good job like oh good yeah thank you so much can't we do it again
0: the worst (laughs) terrible so all right so you're out here you're you're headlining you're going back and forth you're doing club work but what you don't draw or you do you draw a little bit like it draw people like oh at, at that, oh yeah no at, no at, like, in your heyday
1: in, no in, at the peak of it in the at the peak of your face or mine <laughs> yeah
0: is that was that an MTV show yeah yeah
1: uh yeah like I feel like at, at the peak I'd go to that remember that terrible club deja vu comedy club man where was that uh like middle of it was in the middle of Missouri yeah, oh, yeah. like I don't think I did that one. yeah it was it was it was not great and I would go there and people would show up and I'd be like I got a demo <laughs> yeah Really? Those are your people. <laughs> Those are my people. Just like but you, you would be put on the road. Yeah, you put on the road as like MTV. But you, yeah, and then but it, it, it was it was fine. You know, right. I, I was still doing lots of colleges. I did the College Humor tour. That was like where I would do a lot of stuff. And so you were you were a successful NACA act. Um. Yeah, I was pretty. Yeah, I was pretty
0: successful. I'd, so you go do the clean show thing, and they, you know, a bunch of colleges would be like, "We want him to come to our school."
1: Exactly. And then I go and not be clean, and then they, you know, be I'm upset. Mad, and yeah. I was like, "What am I supposed to do? I'm, I've been doing comedy for like six years. You want me to do an hour clean? I have to curse a lot, <laughs> talk about my dick or something." Yeah, right. For an hour. Yeah. <laughs> how for, am I going to close? How am I going to close? I, I mean, got. Cl- I have a giant condoms joke that I have to close with, or else it's not going to go well. No one is going to know it's over. I've been perfecting my tequila fall. <laughs> it's got to happen. Dick Dardy says I got to keep falling
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and then uh and then it was actually uh whitney cummings because we were uh both like writing pilots and she was like hey if 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 my show gets picked up would you want to like help me you know punch it up because we always sort of wrote wrote jokes together and stuff me how do yeah. you know whitney just from stand-up in la we you know we were are we became the same friends. generation kind of kind of like i you know she started like she started like after me yeah but um we became you know we just became friends how old are you i'm 38 hmm yeah, around the same age. right? Yeah, and yeah. We, we we hosted a show together at M Bar. We we became like really good friends. Oh, M Bar, yeah. Yeah, and then um and then she was like, hey, I'm doing this. I have this pilot, Two Book Girls, and I have, I'm doing a show, Whitney. If it uh if them if they get picked up, would you want to help me do it? And I was like, sure. I mean, let me know. And yeah. then I just and then the shows got picked up, and I worked on her first show, Whitney. And oh, then you picked the wrong one. You? I, picked, I picked the wrong one. <laughs> That's where she was. <laughs> and uh and then uh and then I went there and yeah. then that was the first time I was ever in a sitcom writer's room ever and I was like oh this is a whole I did not know what this was and I was still like doing random colleges like that first year of being in a sitcom room I was I'm still Whitney. yeah, yeah. Whitney, I was still like traveling I was like doing some stupid Red Bull thing I was like she, but she didn't know much either did she she had never really been in a room no before, had she no. so she wrote this
0: thing and she was learning on the fly as well. At least you had a, a peer in the situation. Yeah,
1: like at least I knew what she thought was funny. I mean, yeah. I didn't know like how at, at all how a sitcom is run. So at who that was point. in the
0: room? Who was running the show? Who was running Betsy Whitney? Betsy Thomas was running Whitney. Oh, okay.
1: um, and there, and it was just really, uh, it was, it was a crazy. Experience because it was that thing that you hear about. You know, it's like every week they'd want to change what the show was about. It should be about her friends. It should be about a relationship. But should let's have. So it was There was problems immediately. Yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, it was just it was difficult, and she was. And it was on the air. It was on the air. Yeah, it was on NBC. It was on NBC. Yeah, and it was like it was a Delia. Was the love interest? Yeah, Delia was the love interest. it was just and it was just like this intense sort of. I remember when it was happening. Yeah, there was billboards everywhere, and it was like yeah.
0: Because I think she asked me to play a part of a psychiatrist. In one of the episodes, and I was like, nah, I
1: "Yeah, you said no." Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, well, I couldn't do it, but I was like, I really didn't do any of that kind of work. And and at the point I was at then, because it wasn't that long ago.
1: Yeah, right. What was well, it five it's... six years ago? No, I think it was like it was.
0: No, it was like nine or ten years ago. But I was already in the podcast. I was already doing the podcast. Yeah, I remember. And I was sort of like,
1: do I do I need to do that? I don't need to do it. Yeah, yeah. And then uh... was it like one season? It was one, se- no, two seasons. Yeah, one was one that one season. Just was didn't, it didn't take, didn't take, but it was you know it was it was it was it was a really good experience for me just watching it all sort of go down and sort of like you know I went from to seeing-, seeing her friend and just sort of like being there for her and sort of watching like how a sitcom was gets yeah, made you right. know and it was just uh, now
0: you don't speak to her and uh, <laughs> yeah we are we
1: we <laughs> had a horrible falling out no I still talk to her all the time
0: but um so you guys went through that together but you were able to see you know. Sort of the I, I would say the experience outside of learning how to be in a writer's room or how these things are structured you the more important lesson you realized was who's in control, how things can go wrong, yeah. what happens when they do go wrong, you know how do you handle it? How does your friend Whitney handle it? yeah, and uh, so that was so there's a baptism in fire, really,
1: oh yeah, and then I then from there then then Mulaney called me and he's like, Hey, I'm going he to go through it twice. <laughs> right. Yes. So then he's like, Hey, uh, my show got picked up. Come, come help me. And, uh, and then we did that show and it was like, sort of like the same thing again. But uh, almost like, but the weird thing
0: about that Mulaney show is almost like he didn't, it was almost like it was happening to him. Yeah. Like it just seemed like it was ill fitting from the get go.
1: No, I, I, no? I, well, I think what it was was it was it was a show on NBC, and then it it, ha, it was there was notes to make it a certain way, and then didn't get picked up, and then Fox took it, and he sort of did did a version of what I think he wanted it to be, and then we started making it, and we were in like a real bubble making the show because it never at aired at Fox, at Fox, yeah, and uh, and it was you know he's the funniest person ever, we we it was, yeah. it was so much fun you yeah. know making that show. How many did, ran at NBC? No, none, just the pilot. Okay, and then they picked up. 16 episodes at Fox Uh and then we were just making these episodes and uh and we thought what went wrong well I I don't I mean I just think it just was not like it wasn't like super clear what the show was I think looking back you know Uh it was was really funny yeah um but I think it was just I don't know people didn't get into it and it was it just didn't work and then they pulled it from the air but it was again again I was like there sort of I had like a better sense of how how these things ran then so I was sort of like more like producing it with him and being like let's do this let's do that um but it's still you know it's it's was so intense and then then i was like oh my god
0: yeah because like was it was it misunderstood or you guys weren't putting together what you wanted to put together that's what i'm trying to understand like was the
1: show that was being presented on fox the show that you guys wanted it to be I mean, I, at that time, yes, I think looking back, we probably should have made it differently. But in, in that moment, you know, we are making, you know, the problem is I think when you're making a multicam, like my show is like, it's like those, it's like the old, it's an old school format, you know? So it's like, you know, you, you, you want to make a show that it's an easy digestible format, you know? So whenever you try to do anything, that's not that in that format, it gets confusing. Right. And I think that sort of was the lesson, you know? Yeah, because that format is hard to, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. So it's hard to sort of be, you know, change it, you know, yeah. to do anything outside of it. Like the most it.
0: you can do with that format, Seinfeld did. Right. And they had a lot of money and yeah. a lot of sets.
1: Yes. So if you don't have that, you do what you do. Yeah, and it's also, you know, there was more more room to like figure things out, you know, in the er, you know, in the 90s and stuff too. You know, it's like I feel and like it all
0: comes down to money. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess it's but the the truth of the matter is it's it's fucking vaudeville, dude. Mm-hmm. You got three sets and you know, it's a joke delivery system. So figure out how these characters are going to be at least believable as caricatures of whatever they are, and then write
1: them jokes. Exactly, that's what on, on my show I'm always like. Here's my notes: louder, faster. Let's go. <laughs> and one time, Fran was like, "You just keep saying louder, faster." I'm like, "I know. That's what I want it to be. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just a Jewish family just talking at each other. So let's yeah. just do that."
0: Yeah, interesting.
1: So, all right. So you then you get after
0: whitney and Mulaney. now you're like a writer guy yeah and then i was like then i was in, like, in. stand up really yeah
1: so then don't yeah, need it anymore so I, yeah I, I don't i stopped i stopped performing like i definitely stopped going on the road except i did a i did a special in between then um in between what in between that and the goldbergs and i and i in did, between
0: Mulaney and the goldbergs
1: yeah uh, ish. like a you know like or uh, i forget 2016. so then i didn't know where you did a special so i did, just had to get it out yeah, I, yeah, I did a CISO special, which probably you know remember CISO, <laughs> R.I.P. terrible, terrible, another terrible so, decision. So someone because Whitney said they're giving away money, <laughs> go 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 to CISO. Right? No, no, no yeah. Basically, I got it. I. It was something, you know, as a comedian, it's always something I really wanted to do. Oh, you wanted to do the hour special. I want to do an hour special. Right. I've been, I've been, you know, writing jokes, you know, forever. Yeah. I have, I, you know, yeah. so then I was like, I want to do this thing. And, uh, and then I went on like, you know, a 10 week tour and sort of put the special together. And then Did I you like sh- it um I do like it I, th- I think it was really but, uh but the thing that, that I, I remember about CISO is like it just went away and people are like do we get our stuff back no it, this stuff? I should have known I had like a conference call with them like you know before it came out and then and, and I remember one of the executives was like sorry I'm late for the call just dropped my kids off uh hey Dan uh it's crazy you, you have kids and I'm like my whole fucking special is about kids <laughs> this is not gonna go well <laughs> so, so the,
0: the main guy didn't see it yeah yeah so uh it was
1: already going down the drain it or was what? I, I guess they were i think they were already like you know pulling down the cubicles as our conference call was going on <laughs> can you hear that dan yeah yeah we're moving we're moving where Downsizing. oh, oh did, uh, apple buy you no no no. who bought you uh, no one we're gonna um just close everything okay can i get my special back no um where will it be nowhere um okay go. go hello 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 <laughs> <laughs> wait, uh, wait! but I, I asked every comedian to tweet about it, please. It's very annoying to text so, people. So it didn't even air? <laughs> no, it aired. Okay. It totally, it totally aired. It was on CISO, which is a streaming thing, right? It, it was, yeah, it was a streaming thing. And then it all went away. And then it was done. And then I was like, well, that was a. am glad that I you know, went on the road for 11 weeks with a three-month-old baby. You got paid baby. for it, though. Oh, yeah, I got paid. But and, now uh, with the special- do with you so you, much money, too. CISO was just giving me so much money. They didn't give you a lot of money? No.
0: Did, do, you, do you have a copy of the thing?
1: Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's good. I have a, have a, I'll have sell it to you in my trunk. So eventually you can just like throw
0: it up somewhere, no? Can yeah, you? yeah, I think so. On YouTube so. or whatever? Yeah, it's and funny. Under a different name? like I don't know how that
1: got up there, but yeah. you can go watch it. Yeah, exactly. It was so weird. Someone someone pirated the Dan Levy lion. See, so special. Someone is a hardcore Dan <laughs> that's, fan. That's crazy. Crazy. Well, I guess I'll watch it. It's live on Facebook.
0: <laughs> Do that.
1: Yeah, it'll only take me 10 years to figure out how to upload it. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so after that, you, who hires you for the Goldbergs? So Adam Goldberg. Uh, yeah, so that's the other tie-in. Like, um, I know the other Adam Goldberg. Right, so yeah. I don't know the other Daniel Levy. Right. But I do know the other Adam Goldberg, and it's the bane of his existence. Right. It used so, to be, not so much anymore. Yeah. And you guys wrote it in to fuck with him. I don't think that was nice, but what are you going to do? So
1: I, I, I didn't do it.
0: <laughs> you knew it was happening.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and- uh yeah, And then that was, um, yeah, so then, I, then Adam called me, and then he was like, uh, my buddy Steve was like, you know, you should bring on Danny's Funny. He was looking for, like, you know, just some funny people to bring on the show. How long did you write on the Goldbergs for? Uh, Three seasons. And who's Adam Four Goldberg? Go, where'd that guy come from? He's a writer. He was, you know, writing movies and TV shows. And, okay. then, and then he had the show. So just, and so
0: you're working with Jeff Garland a lot.
1: Yeah, Jeff Garland all the time. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I work with him, and then I see him. You know, Jones on Third. So yeah. I see a lot of Garland in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that the restaurant? Yeah, the restaurant. There's a restaurant. he's Jones. Upset. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's still around, Jones. I th- yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, but CISO the, bought it, and then. Uh, <laughs> so we don't know what's gonna happen. We with what's it. gonna happen?
1: <laughs> Come but, to uh, CISOs. <laughs> the restaurant. <laughs>
0: Where they just have of TV screens over the bar yeah. running all their specials. At, yeah. you know, that's where you can see it. Yeah, oh, you have to
1: go to the bar at CISO's. Yeah, that, that, that's what's something I would fucking do. Someone would be like, hey, the people who own CISO are opening this restaurant. You want to invest? They they, they love you. They, they loved your special. They know it's all about your kids. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah let me, let me. That sounds great. Can I eat there whenever I want? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, they'll have a table for you every time. Oh, that's cool. Oh, it is cool. So you do that for three years and you're like, I'm going to leave. I got an idea. I'm going to do my own thing.
1: Yeah. Well, during that time I kept on, you know, I was trying to get my own thing going. So I would like, you know, pitch shows and, you know, I wrote wrote, a show last, the year before that, before the show happened, I had another show that I wrote that didn't make. Before the new one. Yeah. So which one, what was that called? That one was, oh my God. Looks like
0: you've done some acting here and there too, eh?
1: Oh yeah. I played Fedora guy. I've played a cool therapist on... On Whitney? On Atypical. Oh, because I think I was supposed to be the therapist on Whitney. Yeah, I was on Atypical. Oh, no. And the fedora guy was
0: on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend?
1: Yeah. And then I play a comedian on my show. (laughs) I play uh, annoying cousin Dan. Oh, really? Who's inviting people to his comedy shows. (laughs) 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 Got to write yourself in. (laughs) Yeah, why not? So, Indebted. Yes. The one you tried to sell before this was called what? The one I try to sell before this, I forget. I think it was it was this untitled Dan Levy. And what was it? That the, was, was the angle. That was based on um, just me and my wife and our young kids, and it was just like a, a family show. Just and they were <laughs> like, well, "Yeah, you know, we've like, seen like, this before." Yeah, but, what is like, this?
0: I mean, who are you really? It doesn't seem like you're ill-defined. <laughs> yeah, what, what? And then what? you said, "But I got a vest. I got a, <laughs> I got a vest. I got I got I got a point of view, <laughs> and uh, and indebted." So we discussed sort of the foundation of this, and these are yes. really kind of like your parents. And Stephen Weber was he your first choice?
1: Um, yeah. Well, he, he yeah, yeah, because he, he, they auditioned, they auditioned dad, so I knew. Uh-huh. Yeah, we wanted him.
0: Yeah, and that, and he knows how to do these three camera things. Oh,
1: he's incredible. Yeah, I mean, him and Fran together done like 500 episodes. So like talking to them about like being on the Paramount lot in the yeah. 90s, in right? Wings, yeah. And he, he really is like a true like version of like my dad. It's, uh-huh. it's pretty great.
0: Now, so tell me now that your your dad's uh,
1: his buddy Steve's not working on the show. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not involved. <laughs> he's not involved in this project. I will say though, it, Steve's big thing is with my dad. They sneak onto lots, and when we were writing Mulaney, like yeah. it was a very obviously a very stressful situation. There was one moment in the middle of the day when we we're like trying to figure out yeah. how, what the hell to do. Steve and my dad bust in the writer's room, and Steve is wearing a Hawaiian shirt and holding his camera, and he's yeah. like. Ah, uh, Wizard of Oz was filmed here. We're like, see what the and everyone's like. Who is this guy? <laughs> is he like a psychotic <laughs> Mulaney stalker? And and, was, and your dad was there too. Yeah, yeah. My my dad is the king of like just like finding ways into places and being like, hey, uh, there's no security at this uh, this comedy show. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> Please take your seats. <laughs> and, and he's
0: also the guy that called up your college agent to tell yeah, me to not exactly. He seems like he tolerate a lot with this guy.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. My and and when when I was flying, I used to meet him at airports. You yeah. Know? And, uh, and he just, you know, just constantly screams at everyone, you know? So he would, there was one time, this is this is kind of an insane story, but I was, he was very big on, like, you know, getting on, like, you know, upgrading. That was yeah. his big thing. He's like, sure. make sure you get there, put your name on a list. Is your name on a list? Every day. He'll be like, is your name on a list? Do you have the GoGo Wi-Fi password? So he always texts me or my brother. Yeah. In the air, got the GoGo. I'm like, okay, dad, we'll contact you if we need you. <laughs> and... And we um, he's like, meet me at Terminal H. We're like in, you know, Chicago together. Yeah, and he's right. like, he's like, I'll walk you to the to Terminal. I'll yeah. talk to them for you. And I was like, okay, yeah. I'm, you know, 25. I can talk <laughs> to these people. He's like, he's like, um, uh, Levy. He's gonna, he won't put him on the upgrade. He's a, he's executive platinum flyer. He's so proud of that. Yeah. So I think he was more proud of me at being executive platinum flyer <laughs> than he is in my own TV show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a million miles. So you're far. an American, usually. Yeah. Okay. So,
0: all right. So he's proud, multi-platinum. <laughs> Multi- yeah, yeah, he yeah, gets yeah. you in. Yeah. And so then, what's the story. You're and at I'm like,
1: airport. I want to get upgraded, and uh, and they're like, okay, sorry, there's no upgrade list. And he's like, he's executive platinum, and I was like, um, yeah, well, like, the sorry, sir, and he's like, just so you know. He's flying around the country like he's like these people give a shit about me like he's a comedian and uh, you know you can put on the upgrade list and they're like sorry sir we we can't and my dad's like I'm looking there is there is a spot they're like sorry we can't and my dad goes you're the reason for 9-11 and then runs away and I'm saying they're being like um I'm sorry Uh, he's got some issues and uh, you could send security but I'm gonna go into Hudson and get some sunflower (laughs) seats. (laughs) so he just ran away just ran away it was the most insane thing that he's ever done and i always talked to him about that and he's always like yeah well that guy he, he could have upgraded you oh, does he have mental problems <laughs> i mean is he on medicine or just weed? yeah no no he's he's yeah yeah oh, okay. yeah he's, he's good now
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> but you always got along with him it seems like you.
1: Always... He, yeah yeah we yeah we, we got along i mean he screamed at me like my whole most of my childhood was him screaming at me but i in a real way. Yeah, but yeah. I would do stupid shit, so, you know. He it doesn't would, sound right. Yeah. It's traumatizing. It's very traumatizing. He just, you know, just, it would just be like, Daniel, what the fuck did you do? But there was things that I did, like when I was eight, I drove his car through the garage, like, you know, shit that, you know, would make you go right. crazy, right. you know? So you kept he, that up. I <laughs> kept that up. <laughs> Getting kicked out of Hebrew school, you know, like all, all I this did stuff. that, you yeah. know? Whatever. Made
0: the Hebrew school teacher cry. Yeah, I threw stink bombs. Oh, yeah, and so you're out I'm, as a Jew, I'm out,
1: yeah. I'm out I'm Catholic now,
0: <laughs> but so uh, but now he's like he's a
1: consultant on the show? <laughs> no, he thinks he is. <laughs> I film them for after every episode, we're gonna upload like a video of them talking about you know, the story of the episode and the how, real parents, my real parents, yeah, and we film that, and that's as far as it goes, but that's a uh, lot, yeah, he's like now it's it's full circle. he's made it. Oh yeah, you just they just gotta were, get Steve involved. Oh no, I saw, I saw, I saw the last <laughs> taping. They came to. And I kept telling them, I was like, guys, yeah. like, I want you to come to the show. I know it's yeah. exciting, but you can't, you can't be here a lot because I'm very stressed. Like I'm spiraling, yeah, so yeah. I can't have you just like in my space. And they're like, okay, okay. So they come to the last taping during like the, the last scene. I look over, my dad is like on the camera op next to this guy. I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? He's like, Boomer's cool. He's gonna email me. I'm like, get. It's a union job. I was like, get off the cameras. <laughs>
0: boom is cool
1: Yeah, boomers cool oh, boomers boomers cool, cool.
0: cool. uh uh-huh. yeah yeah boy well, that's the camera more, operator yeah oh okay His was name, his name oh, he was sitting next name. to him
1: like, like on a horse <laughs> <laughs> like on the camera saddle oh boy so how many episodes you shoot we shot 13 really yeah so they're all loaded up yeah wish that i'm still editing them yeah but they're ready to go and adam like you guys have a history yeah well we I knew him just from
0: uh he, I talked to him, he seemed to think you like were friends, yeah, yeah, no, we're totally friends okay, our, yeah. our,
1: our <laughs> never spoke to him the entire time. I was like, read these lines <laughs> um no we were we were friendly just through comedy mm. and then in uh, new York uh no in in l a oh. and then and then our kids went to preschool together and then we became like just like dad friends hanging out yeah and uh I wrote a movie like. Five years ago, or something, and then he read a table read. He read like the yeah. guy, and I was like, "This guy's so fucking funny." Yeah, and he already, I already knew he was so funny. So then, when it got picked up, I was like, "You know, can you do this? Are you available?" And for uh, this someone, for this Daddy. thing, yeah.
0: What happened to that movie?
1: It went nowhere. Oh yeah,
0: there's a movie you wrote.
1: Movie I wrote. Yeah. How many things have you written that are nowhere? Um, I wrote. The movie I wrote that movie Called Plus One And of course This happens to me I wrote this movie Called Plus One It yeah. was like Yorma You know Lonely Island yeah. He was gonna direct it It was like We did a table read It was the whole thing And then it didn't happen And then like Three other movies Came out called Plus One <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I was like oh, I love
1: show business yeah. And then I wrote Triplets the uh-huh. sequel to twins. Uh-huh. And that Was with Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger and another guy? And Eddie Murphy. Oh. And huh. I got to say, you know what? I so and I had to pitch them, you know, to, to get them into this movie. Were you being paid to write this or this was your idea? No, I was getting paid to write. Yeah, yeah, I was getting paid to write. It was like a, you know, we we pitched on it Yeah. and then we got, you know, Ivan Reitman signed off on the pitch and then yeah. we pitched it to went to Arnold Schwarzenegger's house. Yeah. Pitched it to him and that was an insane experience. Yeah, and he's like, you was know, he governor? He was not governor. Yeah, and uh, but he was his essence was insane. You know, really? Yeah, just like you know, this is a guy whose like voice has been in my head since I don't even ever. Yeah, and he is wearing like Lululemon and he looks older and he's eating chicken. He's like, I heard you're so funny. I'm like, no way. You see my seesaw special? <laughs> There's no way you know that I'm funny. And then we like sit down and he's petting um his Labrador retriever yeah. as I'm pitching him the movie. And yeah. I look up and there's an oil painting of him petting the same Labrador retriever. And I was like, my life is insane. I'm pitching with my my buddy Steve Aslan. And then we are like getting to the end and Steve has like the memo, like the emotional part like emotional part of triplets but like yeah. the part you know whatever it was and uh, in the middle of that like Arnold's really looking at us he's like okay this is real good and then a fucking horse walks in the kitchen oh, yes. named Whiskey a horse? Uh, an actual like horse animal and, and he stands up and he goes Whiskey what are you doing you're ruining the pitch and we're like what is what? <laughs> <laughs> and we're just everyone's like uh, all his other people are just like nodding like okay yeah whiskey's here and we're like no no no, it's a, no, no it's, a, it's a horse in the house and then he brings it back down then he sits and he's like i am so sorry you know whiskey and we're like no we don't know whiskey <laughs> but we'll keep on pitching and then after that um we're walking out and ivan's like what interesting guy right and i'm like there's a horse at this pitch guys is no one gonna bring this up and ivan was there with you yeah yeah they were all there and then we had to pitch dane devito and, uh, and he's he, a great. Guy. He, he's great. He was great. He was the least interested. He was like, "Why do you want to do this?" And we're like, I, "I don't know. Can we pitch it to you?" And we pitch him the entire movie, and he had a, he had like a long goatee at the time, and he yeah. was so funny. He like was like really thinking about it, and he looks at my buddy Steve, and he goes, "Could you just tell me it one more time?" And Steve goes, "What part?" He goes, "Just the the, the beginning." We're like, the, "The whole fucking bitch!" And then after that, we've had like nine meetings at this point, point. and then the producer was like, "Okay, so now you guys you guys need to get Eddie Murphy." Or or, or else we can't, like, you know, green light it or whatever. Yeah. So we're like, yeah. I was like, this is amazing. And I remember hearing you, you interview Chris Rock and right. you, you asked him what he talked to Eddie Murphy about. And he said, comedy, the comic strip, yeah. all that stuff. So I was like, all right, if I could just get Eddie Murphy to talk about the comic strip, bring up Dennis Wolfberg. And yeah. Good. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So then yeah. Um, we're sitting there and we're waiting for Arnold. Okay. This is the day we're in Eddie Murphy's house. It's incredible. I'm like, we're like waiting to go in and, uh, you know, waiting for him. And then I see. We hear his voice and he just goes, "Oh, the motherfuckers in the house or something like that and We're like, "Oh my god, it's fucking Eddie Murphy!" Yeah. And he brings into this like amazing room, super high ceilings, yeah. And uh, and we're waiting for Arnold, and he's like, "I don't know where Arnold is," and we're like, "Yeah," and it's like trying to kill time, yeah. And then this executive, Ali Bell, actually looks at Eddie Murphy, and she goes, "You know, Eddie, uh, Dan, uh." Dan just put out a seesaw special. Swear to God. Yeah. So, so, of course, Eddie Murphy, huge seesaw fan. Yeah, no, of course. N- of course, yeah. He's writing. He- so he was like, oh, comedian? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh. And I was like, yeah, you know, um, I... Uh, I started the comic strip. He's like, the comic strip. And it was just like, it was on. And it was yeah. just like, he was so fucking into it. Yeah. And he started talking about comedy. And he was like, you know, he's like, I want to get back out there. And then, and this was like, it's a couple of years ago yeah. now. And I was like, you should do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he was like, I'm thinking about it. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, there's just so many good specials and comedy so good right now. And he was just being so fucking funny. And he yeah. was talking about, um... Uh, you know, just the Dennis Wolfberg, He was talking about Lucian, all yeah, these people, right? And it was just so awesome. And I was like, oh my god, like I broke through. Like I was talking comedian to comedian. Yeah. And then, um, and then it was the day. This is what year it was. It was a day that um Donald Trump attacked Arnold's because uh, he was the new host of The Apprentice, okay? That was that day. Before he was president. No, he was president. Oh, right. So Arnold comes in in a cowboy hat. He's like, I'm so sorry I'm late. Could you believe the Twitter storm? And we're like, and he's <laughs> like, you know, the, Donald is obsessed with me. And like, I'm 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 here. Like, I think, I'm like thinking back to like Dick Doherty's comedy film. I'm thinking about like my entire life and I'm he, like falling. I am in Eddie Murphy's House pitching him triplets with Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about the comic strip, and he is mad because the president, who is Donald Trump, is attacking him on Twitter. (laughs) I was like, What is my life? (laughs) And then, did you pitch to to Eddie? Yeah, we pitched it to him, and he was laughing and he was like really into it. And then he was like, Look, man, you guys seem real funny. And uh, Arnold, I love Arnold. I want to do a movie with him. So, uh, you know, send me the script. If it's funny, we'll do it. And then it was just that classic, like we we rewrote the movie a hundred times and then nothing ever sort of came to it. But uh, but it was a great story. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to meet Eddie Murphy. And then I saw Chris Rock at the, um, uh, when he did his last tour, I went yeah. to, I went and saw him. And then in front of me was Eddie Murphy. So I was like, should I say something? You know, I don't want to say- Because it's risk. He, what if he's like, who are you? Right. Yeah. So then, but then we got up at the same time. We were exiting and I was like, it's right next to him. And I was like, Eddie. And like three security guards sort of grabbed <laughs> grabbed me. And I was like, it's Dan. Triplets? And he's like, oh yeah, man. Where's that <laughs> script? And I'm like, I don't know. Great seeing <laughs> you. <laughs> it was equivalent to me seeing you at the Gershwin Hotel.
0: <laughs> Where's that script? Where's that script? As you're script? being escorted? Yeah,
1: as I'm getting sent to like, you oh, know. Oh,
0: man. That's great, man. Yeah. That's good stories. <laughs> so when does, uh, you know, the uh, the show go on? It comes out February 6th. I guess we're
1: doing this in re- in in conjunction with that.
0: Right, yeah. I'm this just, is promoted.
1: It's, we're promoting it. We're promoting it so much. Is it funny? It's actually... Like, I'm honest, honestly, it's funny. Because yeah. here's here's the thing. I felt like everyone is funny on the show. Well, yeah. And I feel like that's sort of the key to, like, multicam success. It's like, it's got, the cast is so good. And who's your guy? Who's writing it? Me. And, uh. Who's in the room? Who's in the room? Hell <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Um, Dan Mintz is there. Uh, Teresa Mulligan is there. Annie Mebbin's there. Rupinder Gill is there. Yeah. Um, Stephanie Amonte Ritter. Um, Gene Cross is there. My, 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 my wife Rachel is in the room with Audrey, Annie Mebbin, David Gracio. It's a big room. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people were consultants. I'm yeah. sure lot left people out there. going to be like, you forgot me. <laughs> but <laughs> I was there on the assistant. I was there. The writer's assistant. I'm there. Oh, yeah. Joe Feldman, writer assistant. Um, <laughs> Uh, Clay writers isn't, but uh, yeah, we had uh, we had a, we had a good a great. It was you know most of You're mostly running women. it. I'm running it. You're the showrunner. I'm the showrunner. This is
0: the first time you've done that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. So intense, because so many other, all these other jobs, I was just like, you know, I was the good friend of the creator, yeah. who they trusted, and I would like, you know, you know, work with them, and you know, and pitch jokes, yeah, and Whitney, and then M- Mulaney, Mulaney too, yeah right, you know, write jokes with him, we'd work, yeah. we'd work all the weekends yeah. on him and stuff, but when I was in the Goldbergs, it was like, I'd show up and pitch a bunch of jokes, and be like, alright guys, and then write a script, and then go home, and like, you know, it'd be nighttime and i just do my own thing, and then, I'd leave, you know, now as the show owner it's like, oh, like, I have to think about everything, always, and I'm just yeah. like, not sleeping, and losing my mind and kind of realizing why people go crazy <laughs>
0: right but yeah you, but you don't have to be the crazy showrunner who makes everyone else crazy
1: no no i tried not to because you know i've you know it's 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 not great yeah but if it but if it works you're you're fucking set <laughs> yeah i mean hopefully <laughs> it's so different now i mean i get if it really works yeah it'd be great yeah yeah but you know, it also could be, you know, I'm also very good aware. Yeah, good give season. me like a yeah, good season, everyone. Uh, they're gonna air one and a half episodes. <laughs> but good news, they're gonna stream the the, the CISO special in Peacock. Okay, cool. Well, there was a win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta be positive. Yeah, wait, yeah I got, Yeah, that's funny. It's like it, that's like the other joke, the other doctor's
0: joke It's yeah. like, uh, hey, uh, hey everybody. Uh, good news. It, it came out great. They're gonna air one and a half episodes. But on bigger news, my seesaw special, my seesaw special is going to be on Peacock. We don't know what's going to happen with these things, but yeah. it's like the joke uh, you, with the good news, bad news. Yeah, yeah, joke, yeah. Right, yeah. Right? Do you go to the doctor's office. You, there's good news and bad news. What do you want first? The bad news. And he's like, you have cancer. Well, what's the good news? You see that secretary up front? I'm fucking her. <laughs> so yeah. A, that was the joke I was kind of modeling. Yeah. after. Had you heard that before? Yeah, yeah. Of course, right? Yeah, come on all the jokes all right well good so now everything's clear we're we're okay we're okay are we good yeah we're good now do you go <laughs> do you go to work now what day yeah is i gotta go monday it's, it's monday it's monday and you go to where at cbs i go NBC? To, i go to go uh to
1: in in, in post post i'm just going to the sherman oh. oaks Just do some editing i'm just editing now that's so, it it's yeah. done it's where done. was the soundstage at sony sony in culver city yeah uh stage 28 so far okay
0: So hopefully everything will work out. Say hi to everybody for me. I will. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. That was fun. I I got some laughs. I enjoyed talking to that fella, that young fella. Uh, So his show, Indebted, is uh, NBC Tonight's funny comedy series. Uh, It premieres tonight, February 6th. 9 30 8 30 central you can go to wtfpod.com slash tour for venue and ticket information for all my winter tour dates that are coming up me and dean oh yeah man all right i can't play the guitar because i haven't moved that shit down to the new studio i hope it sounds okay it's going to sound a little better when i get some and put a little foam on the ceiling gotta get some foam on the ceiling boomer lives